And then another reason why I started Nilotica was I love jumpsuits. Now, every time I went shopping for jumpsuits, and I'm very tall, remember, I'm 5'10 and a half. So every time I was shopping for jumpsuits, they were reaching here. You started your fashion brand because of going to the market yeah. as a tall woman. Mm, yeah. You can't find a... Yeah, a proper length. Proper length. Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Resina Wirema. This is a Made in African show that brings you true and original stories of Africans in a growing movement, highlighting the craftsmanship, creativity, and the entrepreneurial spirit of African designers, artisans, and businesses. Another challenge is that you get a fabric, and then to you, you think and you see that the fabric is high quality, but then you wash it, and then you realize it's not that quality. So this is where you have to do a lot of sampling. In today's episode, we are with Ingrid Aulo, Kenyan former model, currently model coach, a fashion producer of jazz and fashion experience, and fashion designer at Nilotica Clothing, brand based in Kenya. So then I was like, no way. So why don't I do something for tall women? So initially, Nilotica, we cater for tall women more. Because if you're a tall woman and you walk into Nilotica, you're going to find a perfect fit for you. Remember, Made in Africa show brings you weekly episodes produced by NCB The Base One TV. So, all right, uh, we are back now to, um, to our conversation, to the second part of our podcast, which uh, will be streamed very soon. So, viewers and uh, listeners, uh, you don't want to miss uh, to talk to Kenyan women who have been in the industry for a longer time. Miss Ingrid, we are back to you. So, Thank you. Uh, now we're going to talk about you as a fashion designer. So... In a recent uh, podcast, uh, the interview you had, you told us your journey as a fashion designer. So bring us... Fashion producer. For, fa for fashion producer, yes, yeah. yes. So now bring us to the you being fashion designer. When did you start your fashion, uh, being a fashion designer? Uh -huh. So I started one year. Now it's one year and two months. So I launched Nilotica one year and two months ago. And now may probably what inspired me to start Nilotica was my love for fashion, right? So then I realized that I love bold colors. So first reason is that I realized that I love bold colors. You're asking me about my color favorites and I don't have a favorite. Now, if you look around, you're going to see bold colors. So I really love bold colors. And then when I was shopping, it was not easy for me to find bold colors. So then I started a line that is making bold and colorful pieces. And then another reason why I started Nilotica was I love jumpsuits. Now, every time I went shopping for jumpsuits, and I'm very tall, remember, I'm 5'10 and a half. So every time I was shopping for jumpsuits, they were reaching here. None of them was touching down. And I would be very frustrated. So whether you go to any boutique, as a, far, as a tall woman, you'll never find a jumpsuit that is touching down. So then I was like, no way. So why don't I do something for tall women? So initially, Nilotica, we cater for tall women more. Because if you're a tall woman and you walk into Nilotica, you're going to find a perfect fit for you. Now, if you're a petite woman, that's when we now customize them for you. Mm -hmm. And then we take off some inches for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So these are the reasons why I started my line, other than an extra source of income. If you understand where 
So you started your fashion brand because of going to the market yeah. as a tall woman. Mm, yeah. You can't find a... Yeah, a proper length. Proper length. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. Even in trousers. Yes. We don't find proper length. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, talking about um, in the recent uh, episode, uh, you told us about the colors, which colors you want. But as a, a fashion designer, take us, you being a fashion designer. So what is it look like for you being a fashion designer? your day as a fashion designer mm -hmm. because fashion designer may require a lot yeah yes my day as a fashion designer is first of all it involves a lot of creativity so it's it's everyday creative thinking now because i'm the creative director now i have to think of ways that i can do proper marketing for the brand so one is i have to focus on marketing two is i have to focus on what is our new collection what is our new collection going to look like and then what do we like about our current collection? And our current collection, how can we improve on our current collection? This is where now we think of maybe if I've done this collection in red, maybe I could do it in purple and see how people are gonna respond to it. So it's an everyday, it's everyday strategic thinking is involved. You are a marketer, you are the head of the marketing. Even if you have a marketer, you'll still come and supervise, you'll still come and brainstorm, you'll still come with fresh new ideas. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a lot. Yeah. Yes. So um, some people, they say, why do you think most of models, models, they ended up being fashion designers? Oh, interesting question. Yeah. It's why a, do you think that? It's because of interest. It's because they, they are once, tall like you. They... No, no, no. It has nothing to do with height. So once you are a fashion model, you have an addiction to fashion. Because every time you're doing a photo shoot, they put on nice clothes on you. Every time you're on the runway, they put nice pieces on you. Now you start to develop a, an interest in fashion and you start to have a keen eye in fashion. So for me, this is what happened to me. It's like every time you see an outfit, you're like, whoa, you can relate. You know a good outfit, you also know a bad outfit. You're also keen with details. So for me, this is what I think it's happening to a lot of models. And that's why you easily find a model transitioning from modeling to becoming a fashion designer. And it's an easy transition. Mm. Yes. So this question, actually, I ask you this question is uh, about the challenges. As always, there is the challenges as you start a brand. So, so what challenges have you faced? Is there any challenges you faced when you start your brand? Yeah, it's a lot. Capital. Yeah. yeah. So capital is a big challenge because then you come up with a budget. And then you see that it's not making sense. Now you're left with the choice of, should I take a loan? Should I borrow money from my relatives? Or should I borrow money from friends? So capital is a big challenge. And if you get an investor, then you're lucky. So there's that. And then when you start the business, the business, of course, comes with a lot of challenges. Sometimes you may not fulfill a client's order the way the client had anticipated or the way you discussed. So that's also another challenge. And then another challenge is getting accessories. So getting high quality zips, things like getting high quality zips, getting high quality buttons, this is also another challenge that you will experience in the line of working. Another challenge is that you get a fabric and then to you, you think and you see that the fabric is high quality, but then you wash it and then you realize it's not that quality. So this is where you have to do a lot of sampling before you come up with a collection. And then you have to be positive to feedback. Yeah, actually, before you go to post feedback, yes. that brings to the question many, uh, many Africans, 
they you ask them why do you buy second hand instead of buying made in Kenya? Yeah. Some people are made in Uganda or made in Rwanda or made, made in, in Africa. Africa, yes. Yeah. Then some people say, you know, when you wash it, uh, I feel the viewers they are also thinking the same. Yes. What I'm thinking. Yes. So when you wash it, yeah, it will be useless. Mm. Let me find use yeah. that way. Yeah. So, and you bring something which actually the layer yeah. you are among of the uh, few fashion designers have been talked yeah. who brings that sampling of knowing the fabric we're going yeah. to bring on a market. Yes, yeah, you have yes. to sample. So yes. this is how you try to not disappoint your clients. You as a designer, so I'm a model. I enjoy putting on clothes. I enjoy dressing up. So this is what I do. Before I call it a collection, I make it, I wear it, I wash it. I try it because I go for best quality fabrics. So I will try and sample it on myself. How do I feel? How do I look? What feedback am I getting? Is it machine washed? Is it hand washed? So for me, I like to sample it firsthand mm. before I put it in the market. Mm. Then I know whoever is going to buy this is going to be a happy woman. Okay. Yes. Yes. So talking about the fabric, this brings to the, this idea, I cannot call it ideology, some some East African uh, fashion designers, they still think the only available uh, material is kitenge. So how do you see the fabric availability uh, for East African fashion designers? Let's just look, focus on East African fashion mm. designers. Yeah. So I think kitenge is our identity. There's nothing wrong with that because kitenge gives you the African element where you feel like I look so African and I feel so African. So Kitenge is good. But then for my brand, I wanted to bring something with a modern twist. So this is why I'm not using Kitenge. Yeah, so I want to bring, I want to fuse African style with Western style in my collection. But still the vibe is still African. You will find our dresses are very flowy, giving African vibe. Sometimes they are giving modest, and at the same time, they are giving feminine vibe with a little twist of sexiness. Mm. Yeah. By the way, I want to say I love um, the, the collection is already here. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, based on fabrics, I can say uh, the fabrics yeah. here, they are very... Um, very original fabrics, yeah. but then that brings me to the question. Yes. People say, like, why do made in Africa is expensive than oh, made yeah. in China? Oh, yes. So <laughs> that's Why a, is that? Yeah. So the reason why made in um, Kenya or made in Africa is expensive is because of the, the production quantity. So we are not able to do a mass production in Africa. So, for example, see, I have, I have one to two tailors. Mm -hmm. So I'm not able to, to do mass production. So this is, again, going to hinder the pricing. So if I was to do a mass production like in China, then the outfits would be cheaper. But then doing mass production means your outfits are going to be everywhere. They're going to be common. But, but I want the pieces to be exclusive. I don't want you to wear an outfit and then you walk, uh, you walk a few meters and then you find somebody also looking, looking like you. So there's also the element of giving my clients exclusivity. Mm -hmm. And then uh, something exclusive cannot also be cheap. And then also the, uh, the, the detail. Mm -hmm. when, when, when I'm focusing, when I'm coming up with an outfit, I focus on every detail. Okay. The button, the zip, the, the neck, every pattern counts. Mm, now this, yeah, so this cannot make an outfit cheap because now uh, it means that uh, 
I have, uh, I'm taking more time on one outfit as opposed to I would do 10 outfits, like in mass production, where now they produce a lot of outfits. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, I'm doing one outfit a day. Mm -hmm. So this outfit, we take time mm -hmm. on coming up with an outfit mm -hmm. and it can't be cheap. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I know some, um, everyone has a person who inspire, yeah. uh, inspire him or her in the career. Um, uh, for example, uh, if you ask me who is your favorite journalist yeah. like right now, yeah. I would say like uh, um, Koinange. Yes. I don't, oh, yes. I don't, Jeff Koinange. I'm not sure mentioned the TV he yeah. works for here, but he's my favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, journalist here in yeah, Kenya. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's that, that that's him. So for you, who is your role model in fashion designer? You feel like this this, this fashion designer yeah. inspires me. Yeah. I know you you may have more than two. So who are they? Um so uh, for me I have an international designer who inspires me. She's called Silvia Cirassi. She's I think she's an Italian designer. I love her pieces, I love her work, I love her, you know how she focuses on the details and how feminine her pieces are. Yeah, so she's a designer that I really like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we, when we talk about um, the fabrics, we talk about Kitenge. Yeah. Uh, so talk, here in Kenya, yes. how do you see the similarities? Because uh, as I can see here yeah. in your shop, to be honest, there is no similarities. So depending on the fabric and the colors, yeah. which still makes your brand very luxury, yeah. which I hope our viewers and the audience, you don't want to miss to, to visit the, 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 the Nautical uh, fashion brand. So um, how do you see similarities in a Kenyan fashion designers? Do you see, do you see variety? Can you... I can see the unique stuff here. Yeah. So, am I seeing the same if I go to other shops? So what do you think about similarities? Uh, I don't think we are similar. I but think... you have said about the Kitenge, Kitenge. No, but Kitenge yeah. is now what uh, uh, bonds us. Okay. Kitenge is one bond to all, not just East Africa, Okay. the whole of Africa. So when we talk about Kitenge, there will be similarities because it's Kitenge. So the only very difference is uh, maybe you've made it as a shirt, somebody else has made it as a dress. So Kitenge is what bonds us in fashion. That's when you travel to West Africa, if you're in a Kitenge, somebody's going to easily identify with you. So this is how we have a common culture as, an Africa, as Africans. But when you come to now fashion designing or fashion designers in Kenya, we have different niche. We have different styles. So if you, if you look at my brand, most of our, our outfits are for summer, for sunny days, they're also for lifestyle. You know, like when you're going on a vacation and then you want to chill by the bar or by the beach, you could go for that purple dress. Look at that purple dress. Mm. You could go for that. Mm -hmm. Now, you mm -hmm. could wear also this on a sunny day in Nairobi, mm -hmm. on a weekend when you're just, you've taken your kids somewhere or you've gone with your girls for brunch, you can wear that. Mm -hmm. So I feel mm -hmm. like every brand has a niche. Mm -hmm. So this is why there's a diversity in the Kenyan fashion market. So I don't think we are the same. Mm -hmm. We are not the same. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are right. very different. Yeah. Uh, then brings us to the process of you thinking of creating a outfit. Yeah. So as an African born in Kenya, a Kenyan, yeah. so is there any other culture touch from your background do you any bring any tradition or any 
uh, uniqueness or culture or mm. do you ever think you really soon create something uh, this is something from a people we know oh Kenya uh, Ryan oh Kenya yeah. is known for uh, uh, for destination where you can find mm. these does these things you can see this there is a um, Maasai thought that these are mm. uh, things that people can see in Kenya do you think have you think you really uh, do that uh, why do you think is it important to you to bring something uh, uh, Kenyan I think uh, our culture is very important and there are a lot of designers who have already tapped into that market. For example, you'll find designers making traditional Kikuyu gowns, you know, you'll find designers. Uh, yeah, so this market is already tapped uh, and this market is already so saturated. Okay. So this is why I decided to bring something with a modern twist. Okay. But still thinking of the African woman because the African woman loves comfort. Mm-hmm. And they love free-flowing clothes. Mm-hmm. So this is why our styles mm-hmm. are more African. Mm-hmm. But our prints are not African. Mm-hmm. So we are bringing in the African style. We are bringing in the African vibe in our pieces. Because in Africa, we are, we are modest. Mm-hmm. You know? So you, you'll find uh, somebody wearing a dress and it's long and it's flowing. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to show so many parts. Okay. So we are bringing that modesty that an African woman loves. Mm-hmm. So it's more in the style mm-hmm. and in the vibes. Okay. Yes. So that's a very interesting, actually, when it talks to the vibes to, to look fashionable and mm-hmm. look... Uh, uh, because they're saying when you beautiful is always there, but fashion brings beautiful look yeah. as it is beautiful. Yeah. So then, as as fashion designer, then a woman, um, you have mentioned challenges you have first, and um, what advice can you give to younger? fashion young upcoming fashion designers yeah. those models who also uh still think they can do the same but they still are scared mm. of them where to start how yeah. to start what can you share to them uh, first i would say be yourself so don't get into fashion because somebody is in fashion get into fashion because it's something you really adore so first be yourself Second is believe in yourself. So you have a passion for fashion, but do you believe in yourself? Are you a quitter? And third is to be consistent. Even the days when you wake up feeling like you don't want to do anything, those are actually the days that you should do something Mm -hmm. because you will not find success in comfort. Mm -hmm. Success comes in difficult moments. Mm -hmm. That day when you don't feel like sketching, that is the day you need to sketch. Mm-hmm. That day when you don't feel like following up with a client, that's the day you need to follow up with a client. Mm-hmm. So the days that you even feel you're laziest are the days you need to get up and do something. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's very interesting. Yeah. And I know some of our viewers and listeners, they want, because most nowadays people, they don't know how to take care of their clothes. Yeah. Do you have any tips you can uh, share to fashion lovers yeah. who like to take care of their clothes like like at, at home at home yeah wash properly and hang dry and iron yeah yeah and then if, if it's, let's say if it's a delicate fabric you don't have to wash it all the time so if it's a very delicate fabric and then you know that the places you visit are not dusty or dirty then you can just wash the arms wash the legs 
and then iron and, and keep it so you don't keep washing it every time. Okay. Yeah. I know uh, your audience yeah. and your clients, they want to hear your plan 2024 yeah. as uh, we are... I can see correction is ready. So what do you, can you tell our, uh, your clients and uh, your audience? Maybe they can uh, still look oh, at yes. you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, we are going to have a lot of discounts this year. So yes. they should be prepared for discounts. And, you know, they should also be prepared for us to, you know, Nilotica is going to become very, very creative. So we're going to be producing more creative pieces. And we have also listened to their feedback. And we are going to work hugely on their feedback to ensure their satisfaction and happiness. Okay. And uh, I know uh, you work with different fashion designers as uh, you are producer. Yeah. So what message can you give to uh, Kenyan fashion designers and African fashion designers? Yeah. I think um, uh, from my experience working with designers, what advice I would give designers is to have digital footprint. So you can't say you're a designer. And then, uh, for example, you have a shop, you're working very hard, and you don't have a digital footprint. You don't have an Instagram page. You don't have a Facebook page. So I think designers need to have a digital footprint. That is one. And two, I think designers need to have proper customer service. Because uh, another challenge is where you find that someone is a designer, they're also a tailor. And by the end of the day, they are so exhausted that they don't know how to talk to a client. Now, if you have this kind of challenges, this is where you can hire someone with proper people skills to talk to your clients. Mm -hmm. So I think designers really need to work on their customer service and treat their clients as important people. Because mm -hmm. your clients are the reason why you're here. Mm -hmm. Your clients are the reason why... Even you, they, they, they enhance your creativity. You'll find mm -hmm. a client coming in and saying, um, I love this outfit, I love it as it is, but please just change the sleeves a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they're also enhancing your creativity. Okay. And then when you see a piece that, how that design has been tweaked a little bit for a design, and then you realize, mm, this can also look good, so this can also become part of the next collection. Mm -hmm. So your clients are important. Mm -hmm. Treat them with dignity. Okay. Love and respect. Okay. Yeah. So as we end today's uh, episode, yeah. I wanted to ask you um, the last question, which is, uh, I, I have seen you have a team. So how proud do you? How proud are you by providing uh, jobs to Kenyans? I think I'm very proud to be providing jobs to Kenyans. Because um, through my fashion design, I'm building the economy, boosting the economy. So for me, I feel proud. And I know my employees are also very proud and happy. And uh, as time goes by, the team is even going to increase. Thank you very much. So today's uh, episode is in that here today. We uh, want to tell you that as we mentioned in our earlier episode, to talk to Miss Ingrid, very talented. It's very awesome. I'm so inspired. I hope you guys are also inspiring. Let's now meet in our uh, next episode where we'll be knowing modeling perspective. Ingrid, as a model who have been uh, a model for a longer time, now she's a coach. So thank you very much. And see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to our second episode. See you next time with your host Celestine Awirema.